firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. Revelation chapter 3, verses 7 through 13. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, the words of the Holy One, the True One, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door, which no one is able to shut. I know that you have but little power, and yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan, who say that they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. The one who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Heavenly Father, Thank you for your living and active word. Thank you for the book of Revelation. Thank you for this letter to the church at Philadelphia and written also to me and to each of us today. Lord, help us to see and hear and respond as we interact with your word and your word interacts with our spirit and our heart. May we be transformed and never be the same again. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. We continue in this look at the, let, at the letters to the churches that John is, is writing down as Jesus dictates them to him. John's in exile on the island of Patmos, and he is in the Spirit on the Lord's day, the Scripture says, and he is listening to what Jesus Christ is saying, and he's writing it down. And so this is the sixth of the seven letters to the churches. This letter is to the church at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is a city about 30 miles southeast of Sardis, and Philadelphia is a word that most of us know means brotherly love. And even to this day, there are good things happening in that city, in that area on earth. So he's writing, he says, to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, the angel is the pastor, he says, the words of the Holy One, the true one who has the key of David, the Holy One, the true one is only one and his name is Jesus. There is no other name like the name of Jesus. He has the key of David. He said earlier he held the keys to death and Hades. He opens and no one will shut, and he shuts, and no one opens. Christ is all-powerful. He's ever-present. He's more than we can even imagine. He is, as, as said, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Alpha and Omega. And so in the opening of this letter, 
Jesus wants the church at Philadelphia to know just who this letter is from. It may bear the, the name of John, but it's coming from Jesus Christ, the true one, the holy one, the king of kings. He knows all things. He says, I know your works. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. When we are in Christ Jesus, when we have been born again, born of the Spirit, not of the flesh, by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, when we've received that gift of eternal life, then we are born again in Christ, and he says no one can take us out of his hands. There's no condemnation when we're in Christ Jesus. Nothing in all creation can separate us from him. And the door that he is the door, and when we come to the door and place our trust in the door, Jesus Christ, it's a door that is open into the family of God. We become adopted children of God, and and no one is able able to shut that door. And he said, I know that you have but little power. And in other words, they were a small group surrounded by other people who were the people in power. He said, and even though you have that little power, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. They have stood in the face of difficult opposition. I'm so reminded of the people scattered all around the earth today who live in areas where they face death, they face beatings, they face humility and shame and separation and loss of everything dear to them just because of the name of Jesus. They live in areas where people would rather kill them than even look at them because of their faith in Christ. And though they have little power, yet they have kept the word of God and they have not denied my name. How am I doing with that? How are you doing with that? This is something precious to Jesus Christ. He has given all to us, and so we must likewise give ourselves fully to him. He said, Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet. We don't need to look at the power of this the people in this world. There have been more people in power than we can even count, and they've come to nothing. But Christ, who looked like just the opposite, having been crucified on a cross, is all-powerful, all-knowing, ever-present. He never fades away. We don't need to be uh, intimidated by the, the power of this world. It's nothing. We serve an almighty God, and almighty God is all-powerful. We don't need to look at the difficulty of the circumstances in the world. We need to look at the almighty God. And Jesus is, is telling them this here. He's saying, don't worry about these people that, that, that are giving you this trouble. He said, I'm telling you right now, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Don't look at what you what looks like on the outside that they have all the power. Trust me, they will come and they will bow down and they will learn that I have loved you, you who are in Christ, you who have been born again with an everlasting love because you have kept my word about patient endurance. Again, the, the persecuted Christians in this world now and in the past, 
They have patiently endured. Paul patiently endured trials we can't even imagine. People like John Wesley patiently endured the, the pain of traveling a quarter of a million miles on horseback to proclaim the gospel. Uh, there, there have been untold Christians. Dietrich Bonhoeffer uh, continued to maintain his belief in Christ even as he walked to the gallows. He has kept that word, and he's calling us to be, be patient and endure. And he says, because we've trusted in him and because we have patient endurance, because we're in Christ, not any work we've done, he said he will keep us from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. This trial that's coming on the whole world is the tribulation. But the tribulation is not going to come on the body of Christ, those who have been born again, because he said, I will keep you from the hour of trial that's coming on the world, not coming on the, on the body of Christ. And he said, I will deliver you out of that. He's, he's promising us that the rapture, the calling where Jesus, you remember when Jesus ascended to heaven in the book of Acts and they were standing looking up, and the angel appeared and said, why do you stand looking up? He said, this same Jesus that went up to heaven will come and you will meet him in the clouds. And so he is making a great, wonderful promise that we can rely on. I don't get hung up in all these words about pre-trib, post-trib and all that. But the point is, and it's an important point, an extremely important point, is that before this tribulation comes on the world, Jesus will call the church home. He will meet them in the air. He will keep us from the hour of trial that's coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth, those who remain. He said, I am coming soon. And what he means by that doesn't refer so much to time as it does to speed. He's saying, I'm going to come quickly. I'm going to come unexpectedly. He said, you need to be ready. Hold fast to what you have. Instead of looking at and worrying about what we don't have, hold fast to what we have. What do we have? We have a sure faith, a sure hope, a joy, a peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus. And nobody can snatch that out of our hands. Uh, the one who conquers, we are, we are, we said this yesterday, the one who conquers, we are more, all who are in Christ, who have been born again by grace alone, through faith alone, in Jesus Christ alone, not the one who joined the church, not the one who, who sang in the choir, not any of those things, but the one who placed his faith, and even that faith, the gift from God, in Jesus Christ, he said, that's the one who conquers. We conquer in Christ. He said, he will make him and her a pillar in the temple of my God. Uh, referring, of course, not making us into a physical pillar, but we will be a part of the temple of God. He said, never shall he go out of it. We, we will be in the new Jerusalem. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from God out of heaven, where there will be no more tears, no more sickness, no more sadness. Uh, there will be no more need for uh, uh, artificial light or, or even a God-made light because God himself will be our light. And then he says, hey, if you got an ear, you need to listen to what I'm saying 
because this is God speaking to the churches. Let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Let you and I hear what God is saying. And what he's saying to us is we need to hold to what God has given us. We need to know that he has opened a door that nobody can shut. And he's shut other doors that nobody can open. And that he, he will keep us. He will hold us. And he will save us from the tribulation that will come on all the earth, all those who are not in Christ. And we need to hold fast to what we have. And what we have is Jesus Christ, our faith in him, and even that faith, the gift from God. And Jesus is coming back, and we will rise to meet him in the air. He said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen.